1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to the Absolutely Not podcast where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're having a beautiful week. Man, we're going to get right into it. You know what I mean? We've got a lot of voicemails to hit. We are doing the freaking most. I just started this and I already need hydration. Ah, Delicious. little H2O to start my day. I put in an Instacart order last night. I thought I'd wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to start my day and record my podcast. And well, my boy is taking his damn time. So, (laughs) no coffee, no almond milk. I am free-balling it right now, but we are up and at him. And we love it. We love to see it. We love to be here. Hey, one of the reasons why I'm up super early is my dog, Macaroni, has me getting my ass up at 6.30 right now. I don't know. She's sleep regressed. She, we've gotten her all the way to 8 a.m. Big, that's a moment. That's a moment. For a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. I have been waiting a lifetime because I woke up at 6 a.m. And I'm the kind of person that once I'm up at 6 a.m., I can go back to bed at 10 a.m. But 6 to like 9, my adrenaline is, is going. My cortisol is spiked. I am panicking. I am sweating. I, I just cannot turn it back on. So just to bring you into some of our, you know, marital bliss, marital drama, Jeff this morning had the audacity As Macaroni jumped off the bed and started, you know, batting at the door. You know, she's doing that thing at the door. He's like, don't open the door. And I'm like, she is a five and a half month old puppy. Okay. Yes. Yes. I do agree that we should. There is some form of like, ignore it. I don't know what to do. She'll eventually learn to sleep in. But unfortunately, I think she's still so little right now. Her little bladder can't hold it. And I'm trying to save my fucking house. I'm trying to save these expensive jute, J-U-T-E, and Ushak rugs. These are two new vocabulary words for all my friends. Shout out to my interior designer. Jared Hughes interior design but I am trying to save these fucking rugs because I don't know if you know what a jute rug is a jute is almost like a a woven I don't want to say straw bamboo I don't know what it is but it's a it's a it's a thick rug that is great you can really kind of run around on it but if your dog doos on it the doodoo gets ingrained and woven into the deep deep parts of the jute and then you, that doodoo lasts forever So I am trying to save the jute rug that is in my bedroom. My Ushak rug that is in the den right now is just, you know, basically destroyed. So this is the difference. Jeff could care less. You know, he's just in the mood, in the moment, in the mood, annoyed. And I'm like, save the rug. Because I know if she jumps off the bed, I don't know where she's going or what she's doing. Okay. And I love her. She's potty trained. Like when you take her outside, she goes potty. She gets a treat. She does her thing. She looks at you. She's proud. If you don't respond right away, this little girl will run off and she'll just take a dump in the laundry room. And I'm, I'm, they're both going to training while I'm off in New York doing my show in Radio City. They're both going off. They got to get leash trained. They got to get all the works. And I hope it works. I called the lady. I called the lady at the training place and she goes, she goes, what do you got? I don't know why I'm making her from New York. She's like, Oh, honey, what do you got? Frenchies, good luck to you. And I said, I know. I know. My sister has a Frenchie. We sent him off to expensive training. He learned zilch. So I don't know. Here we go. But regardless, it's like 6 a.m. and Jeff wants to like start this fight. You know what I mean? Jeff wants to start it. He's like, don't go. Don't answer the door. I'm like, Jeff, we got to let her out. Sure enough, she goes out. She goes potty, does a one, does a two, comes in, has a little breakfast, goes right back to bed. She and Rigatoni are up there snoozing. You know what I mean? Giving a little little sleepy kisses. Meanwhile, I'm up and Adam, I'm in my, my office right now, sweating, sweating, can't make a coffee because the cappuccino machine's too loud. So I'm in here free balling it, fell asleep at one, got up at six because I got work to do. So Jeff and I are taking these dogs for a temperament test at this place today, this camp, this farm. And if they don't pass, I don't know what we're going to do. But I am sweating right now. I feel nauseous. I am sweating. So I need you to know I am unwell right now. And this is the funny thing. Because like if Jeff has diarrhea in the middle of the night, everyone's awoken. Everyone knows. He wakes me up. I got diarrhea. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And if Jeff gets up early and goes to the other bedroom because he has diarrhea and she's, you know, batting at the door, she's like, dad's got diarrhea. I know he's taking a shit in the other room. So I'm going to take a shit right here. I've tried to explain to Jeff that this is like, you don't doo-doo before the dog doo-doos. Do you know what I mean? You don't. Because if you doo-doo, and here's my thing, I'm doo-dooing, I'm in and out. Every woman knows that a man is taking a 45-minute dump. It's like when you have kids, you know, the women are like, can I just have 30 seconds where my child is not staring at me to go to the bathroom? Please, can I please have that? Meanwhile, Jeff is like, I got to get up. I'm going to take a 45 minute doo-doo. Meanwhile, the dog has just literally ruined the Ushak rug. <sighs> men just, I, they don't, I, I, I love them. And I'm not bringing y'all into like our marital drama, but it is so funny. And my dad used to do this shit. As long as men are comfortable, that's all that matters. Men do not care. And Jeff is very helpful, but you know what I mean, Like if Jeff is doing something and he's doing it and he's comfortable then that, then the world is fine. But if he is uncomfortable or if he is bothered, it's the world is upside down. Meanwhile, I'm up here scratching my fucking eyes out, trying to be as quiet as humanly possible. I'm I'm three floors down in the basement in my office. Hoping I don't wake the rest of the house. And everyone has told me, they're like, Heather, the way you deal with a new puppy and the way you deal with that, like training and all that shit, is a precursor and a, a eye opener. It is a, it is setting you up for success or failure with when you have children. You know what I mean? For when you have kids. And you know, women, we gotta get up. I don't even have kids. But if I'm leaking, if my breast, you know, if the baby's crying, ah. And my breasts are full. You know, Jeff's like, oh, maybe we're just ignoring the baby. It's not going to cry. Jeff, the baby's six weeks old. She needs her mother's milk. And unless you can come over here and suck on the teat and then put it in the baby's mouth like a baby bird and we can start some sort of, you know, assembly line here, I got to get up and do the work. We don't even have a kid yet. This is the problem. We don't have a kid yet, and I'm already angry and resentful towards the fact that I already know I'm going to have to do more because Jeff does not have breasts and a uterus, and that is a problem. You know what I mean? That's the problem. I am up. I am fired up right now. I am, I am itchy. I'm sweaty. And what is our baby going to do when Jeff has to take a 45-minute dump? But when the dog has to take a dump at 7 a.m., it's a problem. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, you know what I'm talking about. It is Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I love Squarespace. I use it for my website. I use it for other stuff. I use it for Robin's website. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform and we friggin' love it, okay? Listen, why do we love Squarespace? It has everything there, everything you could imagine. It's got e-commerce, okay? It's got traffic overview. You own all your content. You can connect all your social media accounts. Maybe you want a page that has like your TikTok, your Venmo, your Vimeo, your, you know, LinkedIn. All that shit can be in one spot. Maybe you want to collect donations. Well, you can support your cause by gathering contributions with PayPal, Apple Pay, Stripe, and Venmo. You have social sharing, analytics, blogging tools. You name it, they have it. I love Squarespace. Listen, if you're starting your business or you want to you know, take up a hobby this summer and you want to have a business website, do not waste time doing anything else. Use Squarespace. It is so brilliant. It is so easy. And I freaking love it. Here's a deal. Head to squarespace.com absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com. Y'all, I have told you, work smarter, not harder. Squarespace.com slash absolutely. Just use Squarespace. It'll change your life. You will be so glad you found it. And I'm telling you, it is the best of the best. So again, Squarespace.com slash absolutely. Men are just, they make me laugh. They just make me laugh. You know, and I'm hoping we have like a city slicker kid. I'm hoping we got a kid that's on it, that's dialed in, that does the damn thing, that is well-adjusted. I imagine I'll have some sort of son named D'Angelo. Do you know that singer? You know the singer D'Angelo? Very sexy R&B artist from like the late 90s and the 2000s. Sexy. Believe he spelled his name D apostrophe Angelo. Kind of Italian? Kind of not. Can you imagine if you drop baby D'Angelo off? I don't know why I'm just like really circling the fact that my baby, even if it's a girl, it's probably, it could be D'Angelo. You know what I mean? D'Angelo, if it's a boy, D'Angela, if it's a girl. Can you imagine like my little chubby kid, Italian, going to school every day? What's in that kid's bento box for lunch? I'll tell you what, salami, cheese, cigarettes, aftershave, a little espresso. That's what's in that kid's bento box. They're like, D'Angelo Daniels, What can we see what's in your box? And he's like, let me tell you something right now, toots. My dad took a 45-minute dump this morning. Okay, that's why I was late. And mom, I could hear you yelling in the kitchen. It's not about you, Jeff. But regardless, I'm here, all right? I'm sweaty, just like my mother. Because when her adrenaline spikes, the whole house is upset. So anyways, you want to split this capicola or what? That's going to be my baby. And honestly, I'm fine with it. But if dealing with macaroni is any any, you know, example, if you will, of what it's going to be like to rear children. I'm, I'm anxious. Also, I was at the meet and greet at the Dallas show. And I'm, I love all the questions. Y'all just hit me with the zips. You hit me. You hit me with the zingers. But the first question out of the gate was, When are you going to implant your embryo? And I was just like, I had just done like a two hour show. And I'm so sorry if my response is not what this woman wanted to hear. But I just, I shut down. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. I just sweat for two hours on stage. I don't know when I'm going to get pregnant. But I said, I will let you know as soon as I find out. As soon as I pee on the stick, I'll let you know. I don't know why that was my response. I know everybody wants to know when I'm going to have a baby, but I need you to know until macaroni quits shitting on the jute rug and we get into some sort of routine, close for business. I'm already not sleeping. I went to bed at one. I'm up at six. I'm sweating till 10 a.m. And then this is what happens. I'm going to come back today. I'm going to do my work this morning. I'm recording this podcast at 6 a.m. And then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to take an, a nap from one to four. And then my mom's going to be luring over me, peering, lurking, if you will, at four. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm going to hear her the entire time I'm trying to take an adult nap, just banging pots and pans downstairs like this, just literally as loud as humanly possible. Just, and I'll come downstairs and I'll go, well, if you make this much racket in the kitchen, At least I got like a chicken cutlet waiting for me. She's like, oh no, I was reorganizing all the lay crew set. And I'm like, so you're telling me there's still no food. I saw this great thing on Instagram. I'm just throwing everybody in my family under the bus today. I saw this great thing on Instagram that said, you were either the house growing up that had food in the fridge or ingredients. I'm gonna tell you right now, we were at 100% an ingredient house. Now my friends would come over after the movies in junior high, high school, whatever. And you get a full chicken piccata spread. You want to bake ziti? Robin made it at 2 a.m. She loved that shit. But that is also why my dad and I had this theory while we were always kind of, ch- we were naturally genetically chubby, but because we would not, there were, you couldn't just go into our fridge and like get an apple and slice it. We just had the seeds. Do you know what I mean? Everything was so organic in our fucking kitchen. But we, there was never just like a thing of chicken salad, there was never a thing of tuna salad, like a protein and a veggie. You know what I mean? We had lentils. We had dry lentils in the pantry. We had some weird chili that you got at an international farmer's market. But we didn't, we, we, I had no idea as like an 11-year-old how to put any of that shit together to make a tuna melt. So I also blame Robin. So last night, I, that's the other thing why I'm not zip-zap-zapping right now. Last night, I put in an Instacart order. Didn't even realize. You know what I mean? I put it in, wrong time. So now it says it'll be here. Oh, wait a second. It's on the way. Your order is seven minutes away. Thank God. Thank God I can make myself a coffee. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. That's the other thing. Everybody else is upstairs sleeping while mama's in here just slinging jokes. So I quietly put in my Instacart order like the quiet woman that I am. Not to disturb because I'll make an iced coffee. I'm not going to make the, turn on the cappuccino machine this early because I, once I start frothing that good, good almond milk. Oh, yeah, I don't drink almond milk. I drink almond milk. I don't know if y'all know this, but I drink malk, M-A-L-K. Shout out to almond milk. It's fucking delicious. Once I start frothing that bad boy Breville, the whole house is up. You know what I mean? That high-pitched When that milk starts to get foamy, the dogs will be barking. But Jeff was just so funny. He like wanted to have this conversation. I'm like, Jeff, it's 6 a.m. I'm taking the dogs out. Shut the fuck up and go to sleep. Go to sleep. And the words of Bethany Frankel to Kelly Ben Simone on on episode Scary Island at the Railhouse Eyes of New York. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. That's going to be me to my babies. You know what I mean? When I'm trying to like sleep train. Go to sleep to Angelo. And D'Angelo is going to be smoking a cigarette on his terrace outside of his French doors. Mom, I'm 25 years old. Relax. I got a broad in here. Leave me alone. Dad said it was okay. Of course your father did. Of course he did. Is she a nice girl? Yeah. She got big tits. All right, D'Angelo. Be respectful and consensual. Have a good time. I'll make you meatballs downstairs like that's the kind of mom I'm hoping to be <laughs> my son D'Angelo is 48 years old still living at home smoking cigarettes at his terrace you know and I'll, I'll be the parent I'm probably such a pushover I'll be the parent like you take the master it's fine you take the master with your horse it's fine Dude, I think I'm going to start buying baby stuff that just says D'Angelo on it and just see if anybody in my family. Because, I mean, Jeff listens to this podcast, but he's a couple, couple weeks behind. So this is what's great. I'm airing our dirty laundry with the fact that Jeff is getting mad at me at 6 a.m. That I'm taking the dog out. Two weeks are going to go by. And we're going to be on, like, vacation. And Jeff's going to be like, oh, you want to go? Let's go. Oh, you want to name our baby D'Angelo? All right. I like that. I'm actually not mad at that at all. That's where I'm at y'all. I'm doing the best I can. And then I had this woman in Dallas when he went planting your embryo. I said, I said, ma'am, I literally have beads of sunless tanner and sweat running down my thighs. I didn't even get to have a taco backstage. I whipped that glitter suit off so quick, powdered the puss and came out here to keep entertaining. I said, let me just get through puppy training. It's I'm tired. You talk to a tired mother, they're tired, they're cranky, they're ornery, they're cunty. I get it. I'm tired right now, okay? That's why I'm being a bitch. But that is also why I'm just delirious enough to come up with a fantastic name for my baby. DeAngela, D'Angelo. DeAngelo Daniels is such a fucking solid name. The middle name has to be something like D'Angelo, I mean, Jeff's middle name's Michael, D'Angelo, Michael Daniels. You know what I mean? Just normal, just normal. Angelo it's so good. It's so fucking good. And then like the Irish side of my family would be like, you know, we get no love. Maybe it's like D'Angelo, McGregor, Daniels. I like that. Actually, that's solid. And that kind of satisfies everybody. D'Angelo, McGregor, Daniels. Wow. And if I have a girl, D'Angelo. Siobhan, but it's spelled S-I-O-B-H-A-N. It's it's a Celtic spelling. D'Angela, or, or like Kira, that's a solid Irish name. So it's like D'Angela, Kira, Daniels. You know, and I didn't take Jeff's last name. That's no like hater shade to my husband. I just said it's too complicated. Do you know how hard it is to get a fucking passport? My name online is McMahon. You know, my late father said, please don't change your last name. I said, you got it, Pops. Also, it's just, I don't, I, global entry takes, is a bitch to get. Passports are a bitch. It's just, let's just keep it separate. But I did tell Jeff, don't worry. We don't have to have some like hyphenated name. Jeff always said, he's like, I just don't want our kids to be playing soccer. And it's like, D'Angelo, McGregor, McMahon slash Daniels. It's just too much for the back of a uniform. And I told him, I totally agree. You know what I mean? I get the first name. You get the last name. He's like, that's not how that works. And I said, the the puppy just shit on the jute rug. Good luck getting that out. That's where I'm at mentally. And I'm excited. My Instacart's seven minutes away. Y'all, I was behind on Instacart. I did not know that that was a thing. (gasps) Ronald just dropped it off. It says, order complete. Your order has been delivered. Hold on. I'm going to go make an iced coffee real quick. I'll be right back. It's about to be super hot outside. It's already hot outside. It's like the seventh layer of the fricking sun. And this is why you're going to love this next product. They sent me a big package. I was trying this stuff when I was on stage because you know I sweat like a beast when I'm performing because I'm giving you 100% pure content. And I'll tell you what, Lumi makes the best shit. Okay. I'm obsessed with Lumi. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day to day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH balanced deodorant. It's aluminum free, skin safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. This is why I love Lumi. I use their whole body deodorant. It's a first of its kind. And it is seriously safe to use anywhere in your body. Pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, and feet. All of it, okay? I use this stuff everywhere. I particularly sweat like all over my stomach, under my boobs, like around like the back of my neck. And I use this stuff when I'm performing on stage and I'm freaking obsessed with it. It is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Also, you're probably wondering how. Well, unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. So it's more like a pre-deodorant. Also, you can choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. It is pH balanced for safe below the belt and aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free, which is an absolute must. I would not have like worked with them if they were chalking a bunch of chemicals in their stuff. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code absolutely at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% of your starter pack off when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code Absolutely. Again, that's Lumi, L U M E, deodorant.com and use code absolutely. Okay, I'm going to tell you what. I am zipping with enthusiasm now. I just made a chocolate protein shake. I got my Lacalome iced coffee. My boy Ronald did a solid job with the Instacart delivery. I come upstairs. My mom's like, Heather, are you expecting a friend? He's a man in a driveway. He just rolled up, rolled out. And I said, that's Ronald. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, mom. I've got friends. Mm. Y'all know my little trick in the morning. I just take a blender, this blender bottle, and I put really good chocolate protein and then almond milk. And I shake that shit up and I woof it down. And that is because I don't like breakfast, guys. I know. I know. Deep eye roll. Like people who did breakfast for dinner, like in college and shit, I never got that. I would be so upset the days that we would have breakfast for dinner at the sorority house. It would always be like a Wednesday. And Wednesdays are like, it's hump day. You need energy. You need enthusiasm. You need a, you know, chicken enchilada casserole. That's what you need on a Wednesday. Not pan, carby pancakes and waffles and bacon and eggs at 8 p.m. I don't crave it. I like breakfast. I'm not saying I don't like, some days I don't like eggs though. But, like, I'll go to Hen Mother and tear it up. But I'm, like, craving it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, everything she makes is so incredible. Shout out out to Chef Soraya. But if you've never been to Hen Mother Cookhouse, you absolutely have to go. It's up in Johns Creek, Georgia. It's freaking amazing. It'll change your life. She needs a James Beard Award. She needs a Michelin star. I don't know how to make that happen, but I'm going to make it happen. But when I go there, like, I pig out on breakfast. But I'm not the kind of person, I don't want eggs for dinner. I don't. If it's in a fried rice... You know what I mean? I'm into that vibe. Jeff would eat breakfast, breakfast, lunch, dinner. He didn't matter. It didn't matter. If I'm on vacation, I'm waking up at noon and I want eggs. But if I'm at home, I don't know what it is. If I'm in my own kitchen, I can't cook eggs. I don't know what it is. It grosses me out. What does that psychologically say about me? So what do I have my boy Ronald from Instacart dropping off this morning? La Colombe iced coffee, almond milk, chocolate protein powder. Some Siggy's Greek yogurt. You know what I mean? These are the things that keep me upright. Sometimes I take a little Greek yogurt, and I just drizzle some full-fat peanut butter. Blah, you know what I mean? That's what I need. I need a little sweet. That's why I thrive in Europe. You wake my ass up, you give me a chocolate croissant, just some hardcore flaky buttery pastries, I'm in. Toast and butter and jam, I'm done. But the problem is in America, because we're being poisoned by everything, If I just eat a piece of sourdough and some jam, my my blood sugar spikes and I got the shakes by 7.30. You know what I mean? I know how many people, I know that I've literally just drawn a line in the sand and I know that I'm about to get DMs out the ass when this comes out. How could you not like breakfast for dinner? Were you that kid? No, I just suffered in silence. I suffered in silence and I tucked my tail. And I let all the other people in my family eat Egos. We never had Egos. That was another thing growing up. I always wanted Egos. Do you know that I had a friend, Michelle Falenga? Her mom had a section of her pantry that was just literally labeled Heather's shit. And I would go in there and she would get me Cheddar Chex Mix, Doritos, Oreos. And I would go to her house essentially and binge. <laughs> I would binge at Michelle's house because I was not allowed to have any of this stuff. Oh my God, when I was in college and I could start buying like my own groceries and shit, I would live off Eggo waffles and I put peanut butter on them though to keep them high protein. I'll make a protein waffle. I'll make a protein pancake. But an omelet, I don't know. If it's at my home, I can't do it. But if you ask me to go to breakfast, I will get a lumberjack breakfast. I will get bacon, eggs, uh, uh, pancakes, omelet, everything. Toast. I don't know what it is. But if I'm in my own home and I'm like slow to rise, I can't do it. Shout out to all the people growing up that would allow me to eat junk food and binge at their house because i was not allowed to at my house. Because why? My house was a house that was ingredients only. I'm telling you. And I brought this up to my mom last night. I said, mom, you either had the house that had food in it or ingredients. And she was like, I always had food. I said, no, you had ingredients. I made you chicken piccata every day you asked. Yes, but you had to make it, mom. I couldn't just open the fridge and there was chicken piccata because, you know, Robin doesn't believe in leftovers either. So layered, a, a lot of layered trauma there. A lot of layered trauma with a breakfast for dinner. A lot of just different layered trauma. I'm getting too meta and niche right now and I need to get into voicemails. But I just want you to know where I'm at emotionally today. My dog's shitting on the jute rug. My husband is like, Yo, we got we to gotta train. I'm like, that's why we're taking them today at 11, Jeff. Okay, there's two people here. It's not just me. I'm the one out here. I, tra- I taught him how to sit. I take her out to go potty. I taught her how to use the bell. You teach her how to do our taxes. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. And then on top of that, I got Robin being like, there's a guy in a driveway. I'm like, that's Ronald with my Instacart order because I needed my protein powder okay, I'm fucking sweating in here and I can't turn on the fan because then the sound quality will be subpar. I am greared up. I'm ready to go. I know that when we get to this for this temperament test at 11 a.m., I know that when we get there, it is going to be a all out marital brawl. You know what I mean? They're going to do two assessments of our dogs and be like, wow, human error user error. And Jeff and I will start pointing fingers. And then apparently we have to drop the dogs off for an hour. You know, just make sure they're well adjusted. They can hang out with other dogs. They do a crate test and some other overall, make sure that your dog's not going to maul another dog's face off. Well, these dogs are great. They're sweet. You know, reactive on the leash. Yes. Shitting on the jute rug for sure. But I know as soon as we come back, and they give us like a general assessment of like what they're going to do for the next two weeks. Like whether or not the dogs have passed the temperament test and what like the highlights are, what they're going to highlight for training. Jeff and I are going to get into the car. And I'm like, that's cause you. And he's gonna be like, that's cause you. And we're going to be like, that's cause. And then macaroni is going to peer her little head, put it on the console and the least douty between us. And we'll look at her and go, You're perfect. You do nothing wrong. And then we realize we're both the problem. You know what I mean? We're both the problem. It's hard. And Jeff always says when we have kids, he's like, you're going to be bad cop. I'm going to be a good cop. I go, not with D'Angelo. Not with little baby D'Angelo. I'm going to be good cop. D'Angelo, are you 47 years old, have never had a job, and you want to bring whores back to your mother's house, and we let you move into the master? be my guest. Jeff's going to be on the porch. Like, I can't believe we're letting him run all over us like this. I'm like, he's my baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, get the cash out. D'Angelo needs $400 to go to the casino. D'Angelo needs money. (laughs) Give D'Angelo. What was that, sweetie? You want to go to where? Harris in North Carolina? Baby, baby, give him a thousand. He needs a thousand. He's taking this girl. What's your name, girl? Sweetie? Crystal, D'Angelo, baby D'Angelo wants to take Crystal to the Harris Casino in Cherokee, North Carolina. And you want to take what? He wants to take our Lamborghini. Can you just let him? He's 47. He should have had a job by now. Well, he had, he's dyslexic. So it was hard for him to read, Jeff. You know, mommy's dyslexic with numbers. You should be a little bit more understanding. Like I already know. I already know. You know what I mean? So I, while I'm playing bad cop with the dogs and I got to get up and do the damn thing with our children, they're going to be smoking cigs. You feel me? No, I'm kidding. I don't. Nobody take that. Somebody's going to run with that. And it'll be in quotes in a magazine. Heather McMahon said, and when it comes to kids, they're going to be smoking cigs. Actually, that rhymes. And I feel like that could be in like a Kendrick Lamar song. You know what I mean? Or Pusha T. And when it comes to kids, they be smoking cigs. And then it's like, that's actually like a lyric that talks about how education in America has failed the youth. I don't know, but I like that. I feel like we should put that on a T-shirt. And when it comes to the kids, they going to be smoking the cigs. But then I don't want people to think that I'm encouraging children. What I'm talking about is my grown-ass 47-year-old son, D'Angelo, who needs $1,000 cash from his dad so that he can go take his whore of a girlfriend, Crystal, to the Harris Casino in Cherokee, and they also have moved it to the master. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, shit, I'm sorry. Fuck, we don't call it a master anymore, do we? What is it? What do you call it? The primary. I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. My apologies, my apology. It's a primary bedroom. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep up with the times. I forgot, I learned that. A new designer vocabulary word, it's primary. The primary, as they say it. The primary bedroom. You know what I mean? But forever, it was master on main. You know what I mean? You look at a listing, master on main. Listen, we got to move with the times. I think it's a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm unhinged. I'm losing it. I'm losing my fucking mind. I have put on my oral vision board that I'm going to have a son named D'Angelo who's never going to get a job, smoke cigarettes, have a girlfriend named Crystal, and who's just going to palm me $1,000 cash, or I'm going to have to palm $1,000 cash too. Because I don't know how to set boundaries with my future children. It's a problem. And also, yes, I, will I have a son? I don't know. Do I have a baby girl on ice right now? I sure do. Do I know when I'm going to defrost her? I don't. Why? Because I haven't even gotten halfway through this coffee. You're peppering me with questions and it's too early. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. No, I love that girl. She was very sweet at the meet and greet, but I didn't know how to answer it. I was like, I just, I'm still dripping. I am dripping sweat. If you have ever once seen me perform, you know that it, I am essentially as sweaty as Cat Williams. And if you don't know who Cat Williams is, one of my favorite stand-ups of all time. Go on Netflix, watch an old Cat Williams set. It's, it'll change your life. Not the new one, the older ones, where he's in the suit and he's just walking around in the towel. That's what you need to... To watch, it's the most vulgar thing you'll ever watch, and it, you will laugh so hard. That's all I'm saying. Okay, listen, we got to get into the voicemails. I'm on a emotional, spiritual, absolute, philosophical spiral right now, and I apologize. Also, very excited coming to San Francisco this weekend. Watch, did you see how I pivoted like that? That was such a hard pivot. It was like a jazz square. That was the jazz square of emotional pivots. I am very excited that we have two shows at the Palace of Fine Arts Theater this weekend in San Francisco. Also excited, it's June, it's Pride Month. The gays are out and about as an ally of the community. You know, I will take my top off, show you my areolas if you want to, but I have a feeling that is why I get kicked out of a lot of gay bars because everyone's like, Ma'am, we don't want you here in the first place, much less with those long titties and perfect areolas out. But if you do want me to show you my tits and you're a gay man in San Francisco, I would love to. Thanks for asking. But anyways, happy June. Happy we are doing all of it. I'm excited. We are going to do San Francisco this weekend, and then we have Radio City next week. I am so freaking excited. Uh, You have no idea. I'm really in this moment trying to focus and be present and enjoy it and not just get you know, wrapped up in all the scary parts of just getting there and and all that shit. I'm really trying to every day be like, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I've got this. We're going to be good because this is just an absolute childhood dream of mine coming true. So if you want to come, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Very few tickets left, but we would love for you to be there at Radio City on June 17th and San Francisco this weekend, heatherontour.com. And then the week after Radio City, we will be announcing all the fall tour lineup. So if I haven't been to your city yet, I am most likely coming there in the fall. We're going to take off July. I need a little break. Your girl's going to be in the thick heat of dog training. I may be in heat myself. You know what I mean? Macaroni may get spayed and I might just get my shit clipped too. You know what I'm saying? But we will be doing that this July. I'm taking off July. I will be starting the tour off again in August in Vegas. Of course, You know, who didn't want to tear it up in Vegas in August? I'll tell you what, your girl's going to be at the craps table imagining sitting there playing, I don't know, blackjack with her 47-year-old son in a couple of years, D'Angelo. But I'm very excited. So we're going to kick it off in Vegas. That one we already have tickets on sale for, and then we will announce all the other dates. Very, very excited where we're going to shoot the next special and all that jazz. So just keeping you up to date with what's going on. But I'm very excited, and I can't believe it is happening. We are here. It is happening. We are one. We are together. We are all just metaphorically trying not to do doo on that jute rug. J-U-T-E. Sounds like I'm saying Jew. Ju- I'm not. Jute. J-U-T-E. It's a type of fiber. Anyway, let's get into it. We have some great voicemails. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Let's get into it. Hey,
3: Heather. This is Leah. Um, just laying here in bed thinking about my amazing trip with my family to Italy. I just got back last night. I fell in love in Positano with this guy named Enzo. He was our boat driver. So absolutely yes him taking me out on the boat we went on, just by ourselves that night over Positano, Positano, lit up in the sky. We had Peronis, Prosecco, lots of sex, The so absolutely not is I called him Orzo mid-session on the boat. I called him short pasta. And his name's Enzo. So absolutely not to that, but absolutely yes to everything Orzo put down and everything Italy showed me. I will be back and
0: understand your love for it. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Listen, this is what I needed. I mean, when I say my mouth is watering right now, one, because I love Orzo, but also because I am hot and heavy for your love affair, your Italian Positano love affair with Enzo. And I got to be honest with you, Enzo's not upset about it. If he didn't say anything in the moment and push you off the boat a la, you know, the White Lotus, you're good. If you don't think that Enzo has also been called Orzo a million times by all the other Women from America. He is raw dog. Then <laughs> you must not know my boy Enzo. Enzo also a great name, baby Enzo. That's I kind of like it because you know who's Enzo? Enzo Ferrari, and our dog. Okay. Anyways, I'm I'm just now. I I gotta stop. Here's a deal. I want you to know something right now. Italian lovers like real. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they are just filled with that raw egg from the carbonara. But what it, what it is you know what i mean but there is dolce vita it is in the air and and i when i studied abroad i had you know i had i had sex with a couple italians and i had a good time honey if you listen to the podcast this is the time to tune out the beginning of this podcast where i was talking about all of our issues let's keep, you can listen to that but this part maybe maybe fast forward listen i had one of the wildest love making experiences and i say love making because it, that's what it was for me i was in siena And ended up having sex with this guy. And when I say it was wild, we had been swimming in a pool at the hotel till like 4 a.m. You're making love. You're hot. You're sweaty. You know, they don't believe in turning on the AC. I woke up the next day and my hair was just, my natural curls were out. And I'll never forget after, you know, you finish. He goes, do you want to, do you, he's like, would you like a Marlboro? And I'm like, a Marlboro. That's what he's trying to say. Yes. Great. We, we laid in in his villa, smoking cigs, and he was like, I watched The Simpsons, turned on The Simpsons. So I'm laying there after making love, La Dolce Vita, smoking a Marlboro Red, watching The Simpsons. I didn't even know what that guy's name was. It could have been, you know, (laughs) D'Angelo. It could have been Luigi. It could have been Enzo. Hell, I could have called him Bucatini and he wouldn't have cared. Calling a man in Italy by a pasta name and not their real name is not offensive. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a positive thing. You could have called the man lasagna. And I'm not being ignorant. I'm Italian. You could have called that man lasagna and he would have still said, can I put it in your butt? I'll never forget. I might have to add this to the show. So if you hear this joke once, whatever, when we, I had a girlfriend, we were all together in Italy pretty recently. She ends up hooking up with this guy. He spoke no English, no English, no English, not a single thing of English, except like, you know, what is your name? Very little English. Hot. They're making love. You know what he did know in English? Swear to God, my hand on the stone, my hand to God, he somehow was able to translate the words, can I put it in your butt? Uh, and she was like in the middle of making love, just stopped and said, but you know that? He's like, but can I put it in your butt? Uh, so, and, you know, she could have been calling this guy freaking ricotta all night for all he cared. These guys don't care. They're just trying to uh, put it in your butt. Uh, so while I know that you feel some w- weird sort of shame and guilt that you called Enzo Orzo. He wasn't listening. You know what I mean? He was raw dogging it on the back of the boat. And I am so glad you had that experience. There is nothing sexier to me. Because the way Italians make love, it's passionate. And I mean, Jeff's Italian-American, and I'm not trying to bring you into our therapy sessions and the bedroom, but uh, you know what I mean? He looks, you, it looks at you in the eyes like you are a prize sandwich. And there is something hot about that. But yeah, when I studied abroad, it was like, you know, when you're young, you're in your 20s. And so you're used to having sex with these guys in college who are just so completely selfish. And then you go and you make love to like an, maybe an older guy. Maybe he's like 28 and you're 22 studying abroad. And the next thing you know, he's looking you in the eyes. You know, he smells like a mixture of like a fermented cheese and just aqua de parma. Which, aqua di Parma, it seems like another cheese. It's not. It's a really nice cologne line there. So he smells like cologne and cheese, which mixed together is just sexy. And, you know, it's like an aphrodisiac, and he's looking you in the eyes, and you're making love under a full moon at the bottom of the base of Positano on a boat, and the waves are rocking. Meanwhile, you're used to, you know, barely getting fingered at the ATO house at the University of Georgia by a guy named Colton who wears a pair of khakis that are six sizes too fucking big because I don't know why every frat guy had no idea how to wear anything that fit them. And he's like, uh, did you enjoy that? You know what I mean? And when he's fingering you, he's just kind of like, just with his pointer finger, just kind of slapping the top of your vagina. Didn't even put it inside, didn't even roll it around. He's just like, like he's playing World of Warcraft. Or like Halo. And you're like, no, Colton, I didn't enjoy that. Also, did you have your dip in the entire time we've been doing this? Yeah. And then he just spits into like a a solo cup or like a Natty Light can. You're like, fucking kill me. So flash forward, you're on Study Abroad. You're making love to a man named fucking Orzo. He doesn't care. The man's name could have been you know, a hemorrhoid, for all I care, doesn't matter. He's going to treat you with respect, treat you right. He'll pull a fast one on you and say, I kind of put it in your butt. And you go, hey, hey, Orzo, I didn't think you knew any English. And he's like, but I know that one. And you're like, stop it, you little cheeky monkey. You knew everything. And then he's like, shall we go again? And you're like, yes. And then he hands you a little piece of salami and a nice piece of pecorino, Romano. Just to give you a little sustenance, a little energy to get back in there and rod dog it on the back of the boat. And that's a beautiful thing. And then you go back to your college in the fall. You start fall semester. and You see Colton at an ATO party and he's like, hey, do you want me to, uh, thumbtack your pussy in the back? And you're like, no, thumbtack it. Is that what you called? He's like, yeah. It's like when you shove a thumbtack in the bulletin board to let everybody know what time the party starts. That's what I did to your pussy. And you're like, I'm good. You sure? And then he immediately dips into a natty light can. You're like, Colton, I don't think this is going to go any further. Like I had a renaissance. I had an actual Beyonce renaissance this summer on a family trip with my family post-study abroad. And I got to be honest with you. I made love to a man named Ravioli. And it was incredible. And he's like, hey. Okay, cool. So you don't want me to thumb thumbtack your pussy and you're standing there at the bottom steps of the ATO porch and you're trying to like, let like break up with this guy nicely. And he's just like, Hey, okay, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to go talk to Kelsey and thumbtack her pussy. And you're like, God, sweet Kelsey. <laughs> it was so jarring. I'm not even trying to be like provocative right now. It was so jarring going to Europe. And having those sexual experiences in Europe, and then going back to to frat row at the University of Mississippi, and just being like, "This is th- these boys need to learn. You're all 22, and all you do is jerk off in oversized Vineyard Vine shirts." And the rest of us at the, you know, all sorority row, the KDs, the outs the Phi Mu's, the Kappas, Delta Gamma's, we're all getting together, and we're saying. No more thumbtacking the pussy. I love that you had like a moral complex that you called the guy Orzo. Who cares? He didn't correct you, did he? No, because he couldn't talk. Neither of y'all could talk because you were tongue to tongue. Oh, God. I'm going back to Italy in September, and I'll tell you what I'm going to make Jeff. I'm going to make Jeff speak in an accent the whole time, or I may just see if he'll let me fuck the waiter. You know, I need that experience, (laughs) Jeff. I love you. I'm kidding, but still, still. Do you also do you remember too when you got when you were got a little bit older? Right, you're like mid twenties now. Got a little bit older, and then you had your first like grown up. Adult moment where you're like, oh, that was equally pleasurable for both people. And you just walked around like Times Square the rest of the day. Like I was living in New York. I remember when I, you know, after college and I'm walking around after I had had, had like a, a, an adult evening with an adult person. And I'm just walking. I didn't even, I didn't even live near Times Square. I was just walking around Times Square, just scratching my head going, who knew? Who knew? It could be that fun. And it's not some guy named Colton in a giant golf shirt and khaki shorts that are six sizes too big being like, did you enjoy that? You're like, Colton, you just took an open-handed fist and just popped me in the pussy once. And then you came in your shorts. I don't know what just happened. No, I did not enjoy that. And we're done. Okay, I'm going to call Kelsey. Go for it. Dude, I dated this guy in college once. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're even going down this road. Who used to send me photos from like a deer stand of like his boner. He's like thinking of you in his deer stand. And I'm like, I don't know what I am supposed to do with this information, but it is not doing for me what it's doing for you, sir. And that's when I knew I was moving north. You know what I mean? I just... You know, at 21, you're like, this is what's going to get him. Meanwhile, you go over to Europe. You know, and I'm outside of a nightclub making out with a Croatian man with no teeth. And I know what you're thinking, Heather, how would you not have any? No, he didn't have any teeth because he was so pleasant. Every other aspect of him was so pleasant. I didn't need the teeth. I'll take toothless Croatian over trust fund Colton with a boner and a deer stand any day of the week. And I hope you will, too. Let's keep our standards high, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the next voicemail.
1: Hi, Heather. This is Abby from uh, Boston calling to say that I have an absolutely not or maybe an absolutely yes. I don't know. You decide. Uh, For the 2016 election, I was in New Orleans, uh, a great place to have an exponential crisis hit you. So after a lot of drinking to try and drown our sorrows, my husband and I figured we should go to the strip club. And we got a dance from a woman who uh, was wonderful. And during the dance, I, I asked her, is that Clinique Happy Heart that you're wearing? And in fact, that was the perfume she was wearing. And it was the same perfume I was wearing at the age of 26. Um. So needless to say, now I have a different perfume uh, with a real wake-up call that being a ninth grade Clinique girly should end maybe before you leave high school. Thanks so much. Love and light. Bye.
0: Okay. I love this. I love that it's a core memory. But again, I don't think this is a negative thing. I think y'all are calling in today thinking that things are negative. But here's the thing. So you're telling me you go to the strip club and then you find another gal, another working gal who's fighting the man out there doing the damn thing, it also has great taste. You're telling me that Clinique Happy isn't one of the happiest scents you've ever smelled? I think I talked about it last week when that man found the pad in, in Belk. I mean, here's the deal. To me, that's a chef's kiss. That is a, a nod to the feminine prowess that leather ladies are shaking their tits for cash, or out there working the political campaign, we're all just doing sales, baby. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you spritz, spritz, you sniff, and it makes you happy, that's all that matters. Now, I don't know. You know, you were in a bad place. But here was a core memory. You had a strip club getting a, a lap dance from a woman who also has great taste in nostalgic sense. I think we got to re- rework how we're, we're thinking about this in our heads. I think that's a beautiful thing. I really do. I think you couldn't ask for a better sign from the universe that you're doing the right thing than having a woman giving you a lap dance. Are you wearing clinic happy? You bet your ass I am. That's a little nod from a dead relative, like a little wink and a nod saying, you're on the right path, kid. Listen, I used to wear the fuck out of curve. If you didn't wear curve, or CK1, Black Orchid, you know, one of those, if you weren't living that life, you weren't on the edge. And I used to wear Curve. Dude, if somebody bought me a bottle of Curve and I could start wearing that again and it wouldn't set my hair extensions on fire, I would absolutely start wearing Curve again. It was elevated. I remember the day I got the bottle and I put a little on, and I was like, I am a woman. Damn, I feel like a woman, literally. And I would douse myself in curb. It was like that moment where you went from bath and body works. You put your bath and body works, light body sprays. You're like sun-ripened raspberry, enough. You're immature. You still would wear warm vanilla sugar, though. That would always be sexy, even through college. Warm vanilla sugar, you're like, you know, sprayed on the puss and like do what you had to do. Sun-ripened raspberry, cool cucumber. All of that was good. Washington Apple, what was it? Not Washington Apple. You know what I'm talking about. All of those were good. Washington Apple, I believe, was a a shot I used to take at the library sports bar. Regardless, the day that you put away your body sprays from Bath and Body Works and all the lotions and you're like, no, I'm a woman now. I went to Dillard's or Belk and I got Clinique Happy or Curve. I don't know if you know this, mom, but I am 17 And my little rosebud breasts are filling out this Victoria's Secret B-Cup bra. So I need you to put some respect on my name and give me $200. And Robin will be like, what the fuck are you you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's what I thought. Made me some chicken piccata. And then I would slam the door. And then i walk back and be like, it's psych and scene. And she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. That was funny, though. What was that from? And I'm like, it wasn't. I was just testing you to see if I could get away with acting like an adult. But I can't. Mommy, hold me, you know? Nothing better. Nothing better. Man, Curve reminded me of going to Regal Cinemas, making out with some guy behind the movie theater. Curve reminds me of the, you know, the high school dance. And I was wearing some sick dress, some sick dress from Banana Republic, because I was, I was had a more sophisticated style. You know what I mean? Or I went to BCBG and tore it the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't have a BCBG dress? <laughs> were you poor? Probably, actually. They were very expensive. And I remember I, you know, my dad bought it for me. Mom was like, I'm not spending that kind of money on you. I get a discount at Banana Republic because I work there once a year. But my dad would take me to BCBG and we would tear it up. And I only really fit in BCBG for like a year. But if you don't think from the year, I'd say 2004, if you don't think I owned every BCBG outfit, you didn't know. And then I went to college and put on 35 pounds and I quickly, abruptly could not fit into BCBG. Dude, that was the best. I am so glad you guys are unlocking these really hardcore memories because right now I'm a little bit in the thick of adulthood. I'm a little bit in the thick of like, when do I have kids? How am I going to train this dog? You know, like, will Jeff put away his clothes that have been in his basket for four fucking days? Will he unpack his suitcase? I don't know, but it keeps me up at night. I'm out here Googling flights, realizing in order for me to fly in a pod to Italy in September for the Ryder Cup, it's going to be like 10 fucking grand each. And I'm like, do I need to go down to Delta and blow somebody? I will. These are the sacrifices that I'm willing to make for my family. Meanwhile, Jeff's over there sleeping, not a care in the world. And then has the audacity at 630 when little girls banging on the door to say like, just deal with it. Just don't ignore her. I'm like, I'm not ruining this jute rug. This was expensive as shit, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Look at how full circle. So I just need y'all to know, I am very grateful that y'all have brought up these very nostalgic voicemails so I could be taking a walk down memory lane and remember the carefree good times. I actually did see this thing the other day and it said, I just wish I knew in the moment when you'd look back and say those are the good old days. You know what I mean? Because we're always like actually like to pivot real quick, a jazz square pivot. I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, here I am about to play Radio City. One of the biggest moments of my life. I've dreamed of this as a kid. I cannot believe that this is happening. I can believe. And I saw that the other day and it really made me nostalgic. I was like, when, at what point in these early days of comedy did I – I look back and like pinpoint like in the moment, would you know, like these are the good old days? And I used to say that when I was living in L.A. doing a one woman show, just like sweating all the time, working at a gym, being like, I know we're going to look back in like 10 years and be like, can you remember? Can you remember when? And that's where we're at. And it's a wild, wild thing. So anyways, all that to be said, ma'am. If if ma'am and women in general, if you go to a strip club and that stripper has on the same perfume as you, I need you to know that you are thriving. You are living in your purpose. I want you to take the book, The Secret and anything Tony Robbins has ever said and mash them up together. And that is what you're doing. You're living purposely, purposeful. You're in it. You're in the zone and you're fucking thriving. And you know what? Somebody get my hands on some curve. All right, let's get to the last voicemail.
2: Hi, Heather. It's Danny over here in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. I have an absolutely not because I have moved in with a man for the first time um, in my life. I grew up with sisters well, sister uh, and my mom. My dad doesn't really count because, you know, he's just kind of hanging out. But so I'm a teacher. So this is my this is my first week home because um, he works from home. So we've got to experience actually being together quite a bit. But I do summer nanny. So I'm not here all the time. Um, so I got ready to go nanning on Tuesday morning last week. Woke up, smelled eggs and bacon. I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, he made breakfast. That's such a great start. So I come down. And this man is, like, full-fledged in the middle of his breakfast without me. Uh, made eye contact, and I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're having breakfast. He was like, oh, shit. I was like, none of that's for me, huh? He was like, well, you can have mine. I was like, of like, you have been, like, now to wrap in those eggs, I don't need, like, your dribbled eggs back. You know, no, thank you. I was like, it's fine. He's like, well, I'm just not used to you being here. And uh, I'm, just, I'm staying here. So that was one thing. Not a huge deal. I like, whatever. I kind of intermittent fast on accident anyway, so whatever. Uh, we'll come home Thursday for Manny and he's done the laundry, which so thankful. Thank you so much. And uh, I walk up into our room, and uh, there's my clothes in a pile. His clothes, nowhere to be found. So of course, I asked him, I'm like, where are your clothes? He was like, oh, I, uh, I folded them and put them away. <clears throat> so what, why are mine, like, flat on the bed in a wrinkled pile? So I was going to do them. I just haven't gotten to yet. So um, how do I, how do I live with a man? I, just, I, I love him so much, but I just need some, some
0: advice. Thank you. Love and light. Like, bye. Okay, my sweet girl. I'm going to let you know, welcome to just being in a relationship. Welcome to living with a man. And, you know, Jeff, I can hear him. I can feel the deep eye roll right now. He's like, you don't like breakfast. You just did a whole thing about how you don't like breakfast food. Bitch, you better have a flaky croissant ready for me. Because I'm up here Instacarting to make sure that you've got almond milk for your coffee. You just got to get, I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know how to fix it. But that is, that is what that is. That is what that is. That is called a relationship. Again, it is men will always, no matter how selfless, wonderful, fantastic they are, you will notice, and you'll probably notice things like traits in your dad or whatever. Men are always make sure they're comfortable. And as long as they're comfortable, they're comfortable. You know what I mean? As long as they're comfortable, everyone's comfortable. And I know there's a lot of guys being like, my wife's, my wife will bitch. As long as she's upset, everyone's upset. That's not it. We wouldn't get upset if you also worried about us being comfortable. Did you see what I did there? I'd like to also be comfortable and fed. You know what I'm saying? And while, of course, you, oh, I, I didn't even think, you know, and Jeff, uh, not even Jeff. I'm sure your boyfriend, by, well, I didn't know where your bras went. I didn't know where your underwear went. I didn't know where, uh, figure it out. I know where your shit went. It's a follow through. It's a, I know you're going to do X, but what if you went and did Y too? You know what I mean? What if you did Y? And I know that the guys are like, because if we do Y, you're going to yell at us and say we did it wrong. So we stop at X because we don't want to get yelled at for Y. I hear you. I already know this argument because I replay this argument in my head all the time. But I think if we saw more initiative to get to Y, open a drawer, figure out where my bras are. You know where the socks go. You know what I mean? Open the drawer. Or maybe if you know I'm getting up to do the thing, maybe if you don't, if you have a light load the night before, you can make me a little breakfast prep. Maybe you know I love a protein shake. Go ahead, you know, get that protein shake ready to go and put it in the fridge with with a little label on it. We can also be proactive instead of reactive as well. That's the goal I'm trying to have. I, I said that at the beginning of this year. I was like, I have got to be proactive instead of reactive. And it is still biting me in the ass. It's hard. It's not easy. But in relationships too, I actually saw this thing that was like, you need to check in with your partner and see what percentage they're at. And I can't remember who put it up. I saw it on Instagram. I only heard like a clip of it, but it said every day, check in with your, your partner. Be like, okay, I'm feeling hundred percent today. What are you at? Are you at 50%? Well, how can I, how can I help you with that other 50%? If we put it in like percentages like that, it would make sense. Like if I'm waking up and I'm fired up because I got no sleep because I'm worried about the dog shitting on the jute rug. Say, Jeff, I'm running at 21% today. I'm going to need you to carry that other percentage of that. You know what I mean? I think that makes more sense. I think if we just, you know, analyze it a little bit for the dudes and just say, hey, I'm running at 40. I'm going to need you to make me a breakfast instead of coming down. I'm I'm having a discussion with myself. Oh, I see you made yourself something. I see. You get their asses as soon as you know that they're heading to that door to get that diarrhea out. You say, hey, if you're going to go make breakfast after that, throw me in a bagel. You're going to have to learn how to communicate because I'm going to tell you this right now. Guys will not read your mind. They will not read your mind. They will not think two steps ahead. They are solely focused on one task at a time. While women we're juggling eight things. Okay, I can know that if I Instacart something right now, then that means we'll have we'll be able to make a chicken enchilada casserole for dinner. So he'll be home earlier. So I'll Instacart that stuff to arrive to the house around four. Meanwhile, you're like, did I just put conditioner in my hair? Shit, I think I double shampooed. You're in the shower thinking this. So you're like, all right, well then I'm gonna just do okay. So shit, let me do another conditioner. I should also probably do um an exfoliator today because my skin feels dry. Also, okay, so if I get the chicken and I have it delivered around three, he'll be home at three. So surely he can at least put the shit in the crock pot. Then I'm going to call the housekeeper, see if she can come tomorrow. Also, I need to make sure, oh, I, I need to do this thing and that thing, and I need to re-up our car insurance. And I'm pretty sure that the emissions needs to be inspected. Like, that's how we think. Jeff's like, you have the, you have the wildest ADD I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, it's just, no, we ping pong back and forth as women. did not matter if you're ADHD or not, because I am, 100%. But we ping pong back and forth because we got to get shit done. There's like, there's just not room for error. And then that's why when I go down at 2 p.m. for my cat nap on my days off, I'm hard. I'm down hard till four. And then I wake up in a pool of my own sweat. And I have 16 missed phone calls. And I'm like, I can't do this. And then I take a melatonin at eight. But for some reason, I'm still up till 2 a.m. just scratching the nape of my neck, panicked about life. That's what that's what it's like. That's what it's like. That's just I'm telling you in general, that's what it's like to be in a relationship with a man. Period. Period. We love him. We love him. Goes back to my boy Enzo in Europe. Speaks no English, but I cannot put it in your butt. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. We're doing all the things and then but you're still going to get what you want. You know what I mean? I had a total nervous breakdown to Jeff the other day. We're planning this trip to Italy right now. And I said, <clears throat> you know, we're going for the Ryder Cup, which of course I will enjoy as well. I was like, but can you put in like, throw out minimal effort of something that we could do that I would enjoy? Like maybe one other place that we could both agree on that we want to go to. We've never been to Sardinia. You know, maybe we fly in to Rome and then we puddle jump over to Sardinia and we do like five days at the beach. Have a nice swim, a dip. And then, cause we're going to get to do all the things that you want to do. You know what I mean? I what I'm what I'm asking for is for him to seem like he's putting in minimal effort to be like like he's planning something for me. Just even having the conversation, He's was like, "We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, we could do whatever you want. You want to do a wine tour? I, I I buried it so far deep. No, Jeff, I don't want to do a wine tour. I want you to do some research on some five star hotels somewhere that we've never been and say, Hey, I got an idea. What if we flew into Barcelona first? We did five days at this great resort. We saw some things, did a couple of things, did a cooking class, and then we flew down into the Ryder Cup because that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? That's what, the, that's what it comes down to. But it's just tell me what you want to do. That's the thing. Guys, tell me when you're hungry. You have to just tell them. But in our minds, we want them to anticipate what we need and want. Well, of course, I'm going to have a busy day nannying the kids. So when he's going to, down to make himself breakfast, He should at least make me a BLT. If he knows I don't like breakfast food, he knows I like bacon. So while he's making toast, bacon, egg, and cheese, he could make me take some of that bacon, little lettuce, tomato, make me a BLT for the road. It's that. It's thinking ahead, not just in that moment. So Jeff, if you hear this, I will have probably already planned the Italy trip. (laughs) He's like, just tell me what you want to do. And I'm like, I want you to seem like you're putting a minimal effort to plan something nice for me because I've done all this research to try and get us in a pod to get to Rome from Atlanta without having to change flights 16 times. But right now it's like $18,000. So I'm going to have to go down to the Delta headquarters and hand job my way into some upgrade certificates. I actually have four that I can use, but of course, none of the flights I need are available. Anyways, I'm just saying, so, if there are any men listening to this, please just understand if y'all made a put in minimal effort to make a plan, to even pretend like you were making a plan, you would all get blown all the time, 24 7, 365. And that is on God. All right, listen, I love you. I mean it. Thank you for tuning in today. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800 213 75 03. And I'm going to go take these dogs to this temperament test and pray to God they pass. Or if not, You'll see them at Radio City. I love you. I mean it. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.